Hi, Calling family. This is Pastor Michael, and welcome to our church podcast. I'm so grateful for you tuning in today, and I believe today's message is going to strengthen your faith in Jesus. All right, today we're going to be in John chapter 8, but mostly I think as I prepared, we're going to be in John chapter 1, uh, John chapter 1. and uh, you know, obviously in light of the times and the seasons, you know, as Christians, we don't celebrate Halloween, so to speak, and we don't honor the devil, and there's all kinds of, you know, sometimes legalistic Christians, what are you doing, you know, you shouldn't be doing this or that, and you know, but here's one thing, let me just park it here, and I could do, this is theology a little bit, here's something that I don't understand, why do we get, you know, you know, the devil takes everything of God and perverts it, why is it not okay to take what the devil has and make it good, come on somebody, you know what I'm saying? I mean, why? Why? If it's working, it's awesome, all right? And, um, you know, so, so in light of all that, I, th- I was praying, like, Lord, what should I talk about today? And, you know, I know people are thinking about food and comida and, you know, all those kinds of things. And so, so uh, you know, and the Lord spoke to me. He said, you know, in a time of darkness and the world parades it, talk about the light. So I'm going to be talking about the light today. Come on, yeah, yeah so give the Lord a clap for that, all right? The, the light. And I think it's a, this can serve as a reminder as we reflect on the light. And the title of my message today is The Life-Giving Light. Can you say it with me? The Life-Giving Light. All right. In Jesus, all right, there is light and there is life. It says this in John chapter 8, verse 12. It says, I am, he says, Jesus, he claims this. And what a claim. What a claim. I am, all right. The light of the world. Yo soy la foco de la mundo. Did I do good? All right. I'll say it again. Yo soy, because that made me feel good. Yo soy la foco de la mundo. Man, when you say sparse speaking Spanish, it just sounds, ah, all right. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me, I don't know where that came from, by the way. I don't know. I don't do that at home. All right. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. First of all, what a claim. If you hear someone start saying, I'm the light of the world, they're tripping on acid, all right, or they're true, all right. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me, by the way, who are you following? Everybody follow somebody. Who are you following on Instagram? Because who you follow is eventually who you'll become. Who are you following? Who are you allowing that place, uh, a person to, who, who are you allowing to influence in your life? Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have, watch, here's this combination, light of life. And we're going to be talking about that today. And a lot of John's theme, all right, the Apostle John, all right, a lot of his themes in Scripture, the book of John, 1 John, 2 John, I believe 3 John, right, a lot of his themes are lights. Can you say it with me? Lights, love, and, and life. Say life. I almost got them all twisted. Here we go. Lights. Life. Did I say life twice? I'm all twisted up here. Say light. I need to eat some food. No. Life. Love. All right. These are very big themes within the biblical text. And if you're a child of God, all right. And remember a few weeks ago we talked about a child of God and what that means. The world will say we're all God's children. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Okay, in a way, well, let's say it like this. We're all created in his image. So what a beautiful blessing. Amen? We bear his likeness. Say likeness. But according to scripture, 
You're not a child of God unless you have the Spirit of God. You see that? You have the, how can you be a child of God but you acting like the devil? Come on, somebody. And when we're talking about light today, let it be known. There is nothing in common between the light and the dark. There is not one thing in common between light and dark. And let's get into it today. In fact, I wanted to give you a few stats. Halloween is a season built on darkness and fear. People pay to be scared. I used to be paid to be, I used to get, uh, I not get paid. That's a, I used, I, I get paid to give people faith. That's amazing, right? Come on, y'all, all right? Watch this. But, uh, 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 but people pay to be scared. I mean, from movies and, and The Exorcist, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I did watch The Exorcist. I did. All right, I did. And I'm going to work some of that in here today because we're going to talk about the light, all right? But I'm saved now. No, come on, <laughs> all right? Uh, uh, people pay to be scared. People spend billions of dollars on Halloween. And I don't know about you, but it seems like the times just to get crazier and crazier and crazier. And one old, older pastor said, man, I've seen people dress up early. Uh, they're dressing up earlier than Halloween. And some young pastor had to say to the older pastor, no, they're just a vampire every day. All right. <laughs> people go crazy in their decor, all right? No judgment. Last year, people spent over $3 billion in candy alone. And if you want to know the, the most popular costume, it is Spider-Man, all right? Uh, this whole resurgence of Spider-Man is kind of cool. But I want to talk about the light. And instead of talking and dwelling about ghouls, goblins, and ghosts, all right, and darkness, it's a great time to talk about the kingdom of light. Because we're the children of the light. Amen. And I, I, here, this is what it says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. All right. It says, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. Now that's deeply theological. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. But watch the, So what the Bible is saying, what's important for you to understand that there is no shade or shadow, all right, in God. His character, his nature is that he is holy and he is pure and he is resplendent with light. In fact, one translation of the message said, or actually in NIV and maybe New King James says that he wraps himself in resplendent light. He wraps himself in light. Okay, I love what the message says. He wears sunshine. That's kind of cool way to put it. All right. He wraps himself in light. He is un an unblemished good, a hope for humanity and society, a light that never fails, a light that never fades, regardless of the times, regardless of your pain, regardless of how crazy society and culture get. He is a radiant light, resplendent. He is holy. He is radiating goodness. And watch this. And one scripture says that he is so filled with light, he's in unapproachable light. Like, whoa, think about that, unapproachable light. It's not because he doesn't doesn't want you to approach him. It's just how powerful his light is. It is radiant. It is beyond what you can even imagine. In fact, I think about the Apostle Paul when he met Jesus for the first time. Do you remember? He was riding his horse, ready to persecute. And then he saw a brilliant light. Some say more... Uh, uh, more radiant than the noonday sun and knocked him down. The Bible actually doesn't say it knocked him off his horse. 
I believe it just knocked him down. And in fact, as a result of that, he was blind for three days because he is resplendent with light. And let me tell you, that's why he does not like sin. That's why he cannot stand darkness. That's why in his, he cannot stand evil because his nature and his characteristic have nothing to do with any shadow, any wickedness, any evil at all. In fact, he's the most just person in the entire universe. Everybody who's, going, who's in heaven is going to be there because God is just. And anyone who is not in heaven is going to be down there because God is just. How many know God is a just God? He is holy. Watch this. And we just think about this theologically. That's why when we sin, we not only separate ourselves, and this is why this is why there's no sin in heaven, so to speak. God, because he dwells in light. There is no darkness. Watch this. I want to say this as I was preparing this. He is radiant with light. He is everything that is good and holy. And let me tell you, in a world that is filled with darkness, we need a compass. We need a north star. We need a shining, bright, resplendent godliness and holiness that will help us go the right way. We do. We need a standard, all right? We need a standard of goodness. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 3, here's some theology for you. No one's good, not one person. No one is good. The Bible says, sorry if you thought you were good and all that in a bag of hot Cheetos and a Reese's Pieces. All right? Sorry. The Bible says no one's good, not even you. Not even, not even some of the most holiest quote-unquote men out there. All have sinned and fallen short. Every, that means everybody but God got some shade in them. And we cannot become good without his goodness, his righteousness, and his resplendence. And watch this. Here's the word again, holiness. Remember the holiness movement? What happened to that? Well, I can, I can do whatever I want and believe in God. Can you? Is that how you want to go do things? If you want to experience the fullness of God, watch this. Don't you ever know when you, I don't know about you, let's just say God's right here and he's so bright. The closer I draw to his presence, the more I'm undone. The closer I get to Christ Jesus, the more I start weeping. The more I prostrate my face on the ground, the more I realize how holy he is and how shadeful I am. And if I'm going to approach him, I got to just, I got to bow down to that holiness. And I realize even if, if, if I'm, like Isaiah says, I'm a man of unclean lips. Anyone realize that as you draw close to God, he is resplendent. The closer you draw to him, watch this, the more holier you get. Come on, somebody. All right. So we need light. We need his light in a world that is filled with darkness. But here's one thing I wanted to share with you. Do not mischaracterize God. This is the part where I felt like God wanted me to say something to some of us. Do not mischaracterize God because of your darkness. Don't mischaracterize God because you didn't get what you want. Do not mischaracterize God because something happened down there in a different country and there was an earthquake and all that. In fact, that is the number one reason why I am an atheist, people say. Or why does God allow evil? You know what, homie? If God allowed evil, you should die right now. Is that too deep for you? Yeah, okay, you know, why does God let this happen? Well, you should not take your next breath because God is holy. And because he's holy, watch this, he demands justice. But how good is Jesus? How good is our God that in our sin, while we should have perished, 
He sent his one and only son. The justice that he required, he paid himself. He paid the payment for us himself in his blood. Come on, somebody. In his own blood. So that, that is the love of God. Somebody say amen. A love, like we were talking about, you are blessed. A love that is beyond almost comprehension. All right? So God is light. And do not mischaracterize him because you see evil in the world. You are right. You do see evil in the world. And that is not always a reflection of God. That is a reflection of, God, of, e, of man. Man chooses things too. Father, thy will be done on where? Earth as it is where? So where is God's will being done? Up there is not done here always. That's why you and I are here. Hello, full circle now. That's why you and I are here, to make his will be done. Let me tell you, baby, there's no better place to be in his will. Not the club, not the party, not drinking whatever, not drinking vodka, not doing th- womanizing, manizing, whatever. His, the best place to be is in the center of God's will, in that light. Somebody say amen, all right? So don't mischaracterize God because of your darkness. And I'm going to get to this later. Don't mischaracterize God because of things happening in the world. You know who told us, he told us these things would happen. This is the world we get when there is no holiness and no, uh, so to speak, uh, uh, when, when we reject God. Right? But I have faith. I do believe that although there is darkness and the times are crazy, I do believe that God is still it's still invite. I said last week, the train is at the station. And he's saying, all aboard, come receive mercy. Come receive salvation. Come receive forgiveness of sins. Come re- it's not left the station yet. But it will one day. Somebody say amen. You can watch last week's sermon on that. So don't mischaracterize him. Okay. In fact, I won't go into much, too, mu- too much into it. But I prayed and prayed for my father. Not only to be saved, but to live. I prayed, and let me tell you, I prayed I, with my hands, white-knuckled, prayed. Instead of running from him, and how dare you, why? I ran to him. And I prayed and I prayed. I don't understand everything there is to know about God. Can you? Maybe we, we can theologize and reason and so forth, but God is God. Come on, y'all. Let's not get it twisted, Okay. Some of the things, if I'm being honest, we won't understand fully, not on this side, but on the other side. And when we get to the other side, then we can go, cover our mouth. Why did I say those bad? And you'll see, God will say, look, there's why. You see that? So, we have, so what I did is instead of being angry, and there was parts where I was angry, I just kept saying, God, I know you're just, and I know you're righteous, and I know that if there was a way you would have made him, made him live. But I still have hope and faith. I will see him again in the kingdom of the light forever. Come on, y'all, in Jesus' name. So instead of letting the devil run away with my pain, I come to the light. Come on, y'all. All right, watch this. And I'm getting ahead of my notes. But some of us, were living in darkness because we're in pain. We're hurting. And you know when surgeons, have you, anyone had surgery before? I've had surgery. You know what they do? I remember looking up before they put the mask and they, ca- they like kind of play a joke on you. Count to ten, you're like one, you know. But when they're doing surgery on you, okay, I had a minor surgery, uh, but there's light. You need to step into the light because God is a masterful surgeon and he will heal you. It might feel uncomfortable, 
It might feel weird, but bring your darkness into the light. Because shame grows in the darkness. And confusion is in the darkness. And pain stays there. But we have a God who also was wounded, but didn't stay in darkness. On three days, he raised again. So he gets your pain. So bring it to him. And it's probably one of the number one reasons why atheists do not believe in God. Because of, the, and to me, that's, that's what's crazy. I don't believe in God. Then why are you mad? I'm not mad that Santa Claus is not real. Right? I'm not mad. You're so angry at something that's not real then. Well, because you have a personal hurts. That's why. Okay. So, so don't mischaracterize God. Because watch this. The Bible says this in 1 John chapter 1 verse 5. In him there is no what? There is no darkness. You have to understand that. The devil wants you to make you think that he's wrong. That he chose wrong. That he did something wrong. But the Bible says otherwise. That in him there is no darkness. Every, every judgment is just. He is righteous. He is holy. He is, he is t- one million times brighter than the noonday new sun. Somebody say amen. Alright. He is resplendent. And watch this. That's something that you can always rely on in your faith and you can anchor down on is that he is always light and he will never change. Come on, somebody say amen. He, he's not like you and I. When we don't have coffee, it's like, be careful, all right? Watch out, all right? God is not like that at all. He is consistent. He does not play games. How many of you know people that play games, all right? When you're talking to your wife, stop playing games. Or your wife's like, stop playing games, homie. God don't play games. He is the same. He doesn't play around with you, all right, and scare you on purpose just because he's sinister, all right? He doesn't do any. Some of us think that way, that God is just playing a joke on me. He sin- That's not in alignment with the Bible and his character. Don't mischaracterize God. He is light. Somebody say amen. Point B, watch here. Here we go. Not only, this is what the light does, all right? In him was life, the, John chapter 1, verse 5, where we get Christmas. In him was life, and that life, Zoe life, by the way, is what to all mankind? Is the light. His life is light. That is what, uh, uh, is na- what just comes natural. In him was Zoe life. Say Zoe life. Now the Greeks, they talk about life in bios, which is, which is the biology of life, and the suke, which is the soul life. The Zoe life is what we call the God life. It's the eternal life. And you cannot have the Zoe life unless you are born again. You have to be reborn to have this, the God life. Somebody say amen. And when you have this reborn experience in Christ, how you're reborn when you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior and you can testify that he has died for your sins, all right, this automatically gives you a light, and I love the, the uh, analogy here that I've kind of read about and study. Light in the Greek means phos. Say phos. Which is where you get the word photo. Say photo. All right. You know, I, I, we, not too long ago, we hired uh, an amazing staff member. Uh, his name is Saul. All right. Um, give the, give the, in fact, yeah, you can, uh, some of you already know. Okay. I was, gonna, I, I was getting there. All right. But um, Saul is our production director and for us like we say we use production as a strategy to reach people and we went we interviewed him twice we really liked him and we we're really praying God send us the right person and um, um, we interviewed him and he said something in the interview that I thought was like profound he says you ever because you know do you know what you're doing what's your experience in production and all that 
And um, we asked him a question about lighting. And we said, uh, you, what is your experience about that? And he says, you ever hear, and he says something that kind of always stood with me. He said, you ever heard the expression, lights, camera, action, right? Lights, camera, action. He said, the reason light is first is because nothing else works without the right lights. Every photographer and every videographer, any production, you need the right lighting. You know you what I'm talking about. You're doing that selfie and you're like, you know, you know what I especially the lady, you're doing that, you need the right light to get across what you want to get across, all right? So a photographer, they know how they they know that they need the right light. And watch this, just like a photographer, the believer is the same. What got what happens with the Zoe life is it automatically gives us. The light, all right? Light to guide us, light to lead us, all right? Light. And by the way, I think that the world, in order to see Jesus, you ought to be a picture of the one and only Christ Jesus here in this world. You ought to be a snapshot of what God looks like so other people can see him in their life. Amen? Somebody say amen, all right? Uh, so a good photography needs quality light, okay? Let me go on to point C. It says this, and I think this is very, very important, especially on Halloween. Point C, third point. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to go fast because I know we're hungry. Point C, God's light overcomes darkness. Hear me correctly. God's light overcomes darkness. The light shines in John 1.5. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never overcome it. Okay, never or not overcome it or not understand it, some people say. I know we watch movies, and I've seen The Exorcist, you know, back then. And who's going to win? The priest? The devil? God? Let me tell you what is a lie. God has no rival. God has no equal. There, there is no comparison. There is no, there is no, the devil cannot be in the ring with God. Because the devil himself is a creature that was created from God, all right? So, so when we watch these movies and we go through some pain in our life, don't ever question whether the devil can overtake God. That is, that is not biblical. That is not correct, okay? There is no competition. Maybe the devil with other angels, but when it comes to God, the Bible says he casts out demons with his pinker finger, all right? The Bible says that the earth is his footstool, all right? Uh, uh, the Bible says that His throne, God, is encircled above the of thro- uh, the uh, is a, His throne is encircled above the earth. All right, so there is no competition. I know that sometimes we think that we get afraid of the devil, we get afraid of darkness. But watch this: the light is greater than the darkness. Nothing can withstand God's light. There is no demon in hell that can ever conquer the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of the light. Somebody say Amen. There is no darkness. And I know that we face darkness in our own lives. All right. And here's something very theological and I cannot talk about all right now. But you want to know how crazy and just wow. God can use the devil for his own purposes. Woo-wee, baby. You want, think about Job. Job God said, Shh, come here, devil, come here. Shh. Have you thought about my guy Job? Please, Lord, don't ever, don't ever see, all right? Come over here. Come over here. Oh, yeah, he, I ain't going to bother that guy. Why? God says, why? Because that guy has, you bless him. You're with him. But you take everything away from him, and then I promise you he's going to curse you. But watch this. What is the whole scheme of things happening? 
God is using the devil to prove his own point and give him glory. Come on, y'all. So the, the, the devil himself is just a puppet. So don't fear the darkness. Want me to tell you who to fear? Fear the Lord God Almighty, the creator of the heavens and the earth. The one who can throw, the, the, not only the, the destroy our body, but also throw, the Bible says, our soul into hell. The second death, all right? Fear the Lord, revere him, respect him, all right? And that's why we need to also think about sin. Because when we, when we think about sin and indulging in the flesh, think about having respect to God and what he's done for you. Somebody say amen, all right? I'm not talking legalistic terms, I'm talking grace terms. Okay, so don't fear the darkness because God has overcome with his light. And I love what Romans chapter 8 says. There's nothing, nothing that can separate you from his love. All right, nothing. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And what has happened on Calvary is, and this is amazing, that he died on the cross, the king of glory, resplendent with light. He died wearing a crown of thorns. He died, and watch this, he might have even experienced some darkness. He might even love you more than his glory. To let that kind of step, he kind of stepped away from that glory. Philippians chapter 2 says that he did not consider himself equal or have the same privileges with God. He stepped in a way out of heaven, all right, so that he can reach you and I, all right, and experience some personal darkness. He experienced sweat. He experienced blood. He experienced tiredness. So that, why what? So that you can have the light. Somebody say amen, all right? And here's the thing too, I think, the devil is a big bully, and I think oftentimes we get scared of him messing up our life. If we're honest and humid. But watch this. In order for the devil to get to you, if you are a believer, he has to go through God. Come on, somebody. In order, he's not going he can, to, he can, anyone who does not believe in Christ, they're open game. In fact, you know what? Anyone who's not a believer in Christ, the Bible says they're actually an enemy of God. Okay? So they're open. But if you are, are a believer and, and, and have faith in that Christ died for your sins and atoned for your life, you have the blood of Christ. All right? Just in the same way as the, um, uh, the, the Hebrews came out of, the Israelites came out of Egypt, the blood of the lamb was over the door of the post. The blood of the lamb covers your life. And watch us. He's a good shepherd. And when I study scripture, a shepherd has a staff in their hand. And they see the wolves, they hit a bink, 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 right? They're, my sound effects there. They're, they're, they're not letting the wolves come to their sheep. In fact, you know what the shepherd does? Because the wolves, they don't come out in broad daylight. They come out in darkness. But you know what the shepherd does? He's up late at night on watch out duty. So God is watching after you. Angels are watching after you. Do not fear the devil. Come on, somebody say amen, all right? In fact, one person said this because we, we you know, um, they said, Pastor Michael, that we had an incident here one time and nothing bad, don't worry. But they said, um, how do you know, maybe they cursed you. Maybe they cursed your church. And I said, uh-uh, I know my scripture. The Bible says you cannot curse what God has blessed. I got protection over my life. I got protection in the name of Jesus. All right. We have protection as believers. And if the devil, he can shout, he can, you know, he can make us think weird thoughts, put fear into us. But he has to go through God. And God loves us. Come on, somebody. God cares about us. He's a good shepherd. All right. He protects us. He's the stronghold. He's a strong tower. And the righteous shall run to him and are safe. Amen. So there's no darkness you face. There's no darkness in this world that God's light will not pierce. Let me say that again. There's no darkness you face or darkness in the world that God's light will not pierce. All right. 
But sometimes, if we're honest and theologically speaking, God will use darkness to show you the light. All right? I love what one quote says. I love the light, for it shows me the way. Yet I will endure the darkness, for it shows me the stars. All right? So God can use it to to steepen my faith, to grow my faith. All right? And watch this. How many of you know that God's discipline is God's love? Because he loves us, he disciplines us. He gives us structure. We might not like it. i got to keep moving on. Another thing is God's light. What does it do? It gives us wisdom, instruction, and guidance. It says this in Psalms 119, verse 30 in the TBT. It says, I've chosen to obey your truth, to walk in the splendor light of all you teach me. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And by the way, how many of you could use some light? How many of you can use some wisdom? How many of you have a decision to make? Watch this. Get the light in your hands come on not only do you have the light in your heart you can get the light in your hands God what do you say about my marriage well get the light in your hands God what do you say I I, I this person did this to me and I want to get up all over them get on Baldwin Park get the light in your hands all right get the light in your hand it'll lead you I put my whole faith I put 15 years of trust in this holy book and let me tell you I have been blessed because of it it's guided me through darkness it has helped me through personal pain it has helped me through personal tragedy it has got me on my knees to see that God is is good get the light in your hands it is a light unto your path all right and a light a lamp under your feet get it into your hands psalms 119 105 in this version it says the true shining light guides me in my choices and my decisions all right god wants to lead you and give you guidance people who stumble they stumble a lot because they're in darkness and you know what's synonymous with light is truth say truth Truth. Are you living in truth? And you know, can I just, I'm going to go back to, to this point with darkness real quick. The enemy of darkness, or the, the dark forces of darkness. I have seen demons. See them all the time. Pastor Ronnie's here too. We see, we have nicknames for them. But it's not all that the movies say it is. Do you know that in the Bible when demons see Jesus, they say, don't destroy me not time yet they know and do you know this they know who you are demons know who you are if you are saved they know who you are they know they can't touch you that's why come on somebody you remember the scripture when Paul's is 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 actually casting out demons and some people try to follow Paul's example and they say in the name of Jesus Christ whom Paul believes you know what the demons said they go we know who Paul is we don't know who you are and they beat him up literally beat him up All right? Watch this. You are known because you have the light. Amen? And they know that 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 light holds power. They know that blood holds power. In Jesus' name, they know that you are part of the sheep of his pasture. Somebody say amen. All right. Lastly, this. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. All right? Don't be afraid. What is profound is this. There's also, and most importantly, love. Say love. Love in his light. Light is not only meant to be seen, but it's also meant to be experienced. It's meant to be felt, all right? Light is not only meant to be seen, but experienced and felt. And in his light, there is a warmth and a radiance of love that shines. And there's no plate. When you think about light, it touches everything. It touches everything, so to speak. God loves you so much that he sent his one and only son to not only die for you and forgive you, but to give you a light, a light in this dark world, so to speak. And here, here's what I think about 
love and the light. Don't focus on the dark. Don't complain and whine. There's a lot of Christians right now who complain and whine about how dark things are. But I don't know about you, but I don't want to give them glory. I want to focus on the light because the light, even just the most smallest light, is so obvious and powerful. Come on, y'all. I think about a lighthouse, what it does. In fact, my last name, Alfaro, means lighthouse. It's a town in Spain. And I just somehow think God is funny because that's what I'm doing with my life is shining the light of Jesus. Come on, y'all. All right. And don't focus on the dark. Don't just focus on the bad. Don't just focus on the tough things. Focus on the light because God is doing something. Imagine yourself out at sea. Imagine yourself out at sea. And there's a lot of out at sea in the nighttime. It is dark. All right? It's dark. But you know what pierces the sky and the great darkness? is a lighthouse. And instead of being uh, gazing on what all that abyss of darkness, focus on the light. And when you focus on the light, you're able to go where God wants you to go. Come on, somebody. God knows the personal pain that you're going through. God knows the, the, the confusion or the tragedy that you face. But don't focus on that solely. Focus on the light and put one foot in front of the other. You're here today because you're seeing a light. You're here today because you're living in the light, so to speak. God wants to guide you. God wants to lead you. There are things and complications. There's questions you have. Keep going with the light. Put the light in your hands. And most importantly, receive the light in your heart. Come on, somebody. Receive the light of God's love in your heart. God loves you beyond comprehension almost. You know, the Bible says that he has thoughts about you more than the sand on the seashore. He knew you in your mommy's womb. Before all of time, he thought about you. In fact, even if you were the only one on this planet, Jesus died on the cross thinking just about you and you and you. All right. He loves you. And what does love do? It, is, it, is, it gives light. It is love. He is, who wants to give you the light of his hope in Jesus' name. And for a Christian, there's another thing we ought to do is reflect his light. We're called to, like the moon reflects the sun. Christians, you and I here are today, here today to reflect the light of Christ. Okay? We're here to show the world that there is good. We're here to show the world and society that God is good. Who cares about what they think? I'm living for the one and only Jesus Christ and what he thinks. I don't live for the audience of them. I live for the audience of one. My whole life is to, is to do his duty, to do his will. Come on, somebody. Amen, amen, amen. And as long as I have that purpose and that focus and that lighthouse in mind, I'm doing the right thing. Amen. And I know that, we, that you do too. So come into the light. God wants to put his light on you. He wants to put his light in you. He wants you to reflect that amazing light. Can I have every head bowed and every eye closed just for a moment. As we have an intimate time with Christ for a moment. Heavenly Father, we just say thank you for everyone who's watching service. Who's in per- here on, in person. We thank you for your light. We thank you, Lord, that you have your love and your light has reached us in some of the most darkest times. You've led us, God, out of the pits. you led us, led us out of tragedy, out of pain. And so we say thank you, Lord, because in your light there is goodness, there's freedom, there's hope, there's provision, there's clarity, there's wisdom and instruction. 
We just say thank you, Lord, that you're not a God that has any form of darkness or shade or shadow. You are pure holiness and, and light. And so today I pray, God, that you would open up our eyes and minds and put your light in areas in our hearts where we need it the most. Maybe it's a struggle with addiction. Maybe we have a struggle with a family member. Maybe we have uh, issues in our thought life. God, may your light resplendently be upon us to see from your angle. Give us perspective. Give us wisdom and understanding. In Jesus' name. Church, I want to take a moment real quick. If there's anyone in the house, uh, keep your head bowed and your eyes closed. If there's anyone online or in person, maybe you don't know Christ. Maybe you're here for the first time. Maybe you're trying this Jesus thing out for the first time. Maybe you're watching online by maybe way of accident. You clicked on the, 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 the sermon. But I would say there's no accidents or coincidences with God. Come into the light. Don't live in the shadows. Don't live in pain. Don't live in brokenness. Put, come, come put your life in God's light and see that you won't be filled with joy, mercy, his goodness. There is love in his light. And say, Pastor Michael, I don't feel good enough. I can't tell you that you're not the, I can't tell you enough that there are a lot of people who feel the same way. Almost every weekend I hear, Mike, Pastor Michael, I'm not good enough for the light. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. That's why Jesus came to die in our place. Pay the price of sin. See, there's only two ways that it goes. Either you will pay the price of sin, which is judgment, or you receive the gift of the one who paid for your sin, which is is Jesus, salvation. All have sinned. All have sinned. Not one person is perfect, but Christ. You said, Pastor Michael, I want to have eternity with God. And not only that, I want to have eternity now. I want to have a quality life in Christ. I want the life, the God kind of life, the Zoe life. Well, there's only one way to receive it. And that's by receiving Christ Jesus, that he died for you on the cross and be reborn again. That's right. In order to go to heaven, in order to have this light that we talked about today, in order to step away from darkness, actually see, you have to be reborn of the spirit. The Bible says flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to the spirit. And you have to be reborn again. Right now you might feel him knocking on the door of your heart. He won't, he won't, push, you, he won't push your door down. He won't kick your door down. Receive his light and his love. And his forgiveness. Say, Pastor, I, you don't see no, say no more. I know I need Jesus. Amen. So what I'm going to ask you to do is raise your hand on the count of three. No one's watching. It's an intimate moment with Christ. And my pastor is going to pray a prayer. I'm not going to put a mic in your face. I'm not going to ask for your you know, personal information or anything like that. I want to agree with you in prayer. So here we go. If that's you online, connect with your host. Here we go on the count of three. I want to receive Christ. I want to be reborn again and have eternal life and live with him now and forever in my heart and in, he- in heaven. Here we go. Ready? One, two, three. And in the house, I, I want to receive Jesus. I want to, amen, amen. I want to receive Christ Jesus. Amen, amen. So powerful. So good. Awesome. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. Amen. All right. Hands down. All right. Let's open up our eyes. Lift up our heads. Give the lows. People an amazing clap. So powerful. So good. Let's stand on up to our feet. And let's just repeat this prayer after me. All right, say, dear God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins. I believe I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a savior. Lord, come into my heart. Make me new. I give the keys of my life to you. You are my Lord. I'm no longer in the driver's seat, 
have your way with me and I will follow you for the rest of my days. I confess with my mouth and I believe with my heart that Christ is Lord of my life. Come on, give the Lord an amazing clap. Come on, y'all. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's message. Our mission as a church is choosing Jesus, chasing freedom, discovering our gifts, and serving Jesus. I have a question for you. What is your next step with Christ? Take your next step today by visiting thecallingla.com. If today's message touched you, we'd love to partner with you in sharing the hope and the message of Christ. So visit thecallingla.com slash give.